Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. Pastor Joe here, and I am happy to be sharing with you our closing sermon of our gathering series. This is part four, taken from Isaiah 65, uh, verses 17 to 25. Uh, we explore what God is doing in the world and how we get to partner alongside what God is already doing as we dream about this beloved community, uh, the, the harmony that comes in the form of community and less about the individual uh, check it out, and uh, we will talk to you soon. This week, uh, my family and I had the opportunity to attend one of my niece's seventh birthday party, and it was at, uh, it was at uh, our cousin's place with uh, three other families, uh, each having at least two kids under the age of 10. And so there's a lot of fun, a lot of food, games, opportunities to connect and catch up, and the kids were all running around. They were yelling and chasing each other and laughing, and it was loud. <laughs> and not, not just the regular loud. Like, it was really, really loud, so much so that the noise app on my watch sent me a notification. And it said that 30 minutes a day at this level can cause temporary hearing loss. <laughs> and so I sat there watching the clock <laughs> tick by. On the drive home, Joanne and I, we were uh, reflecting as our kids were peacefully sleeping in their car seats in the back, and, and we were talking about the resilience of kids who have had to navigate uh, this pandemic and the, and the joy that it has been watching them uh, blossom, seeing them adapt to online learning and then to in-person learning, to, to new gatherings, to wearing masks for hours and hours and hours throughout the day. But we also reflected on whether or not it seemed that much louder and chaotic, not only because of the sound decibels, but, but because we hadn't experienced this amount of energy and sound in a really, really long time. Right? We've been intentional about safety, keeping distance, uh, limited gatherings, and, and now being around a few others, it, it was that much more difficult for us to adapt. We, we, we talked about whether or not we were ready for gathering. We're in the last week of this gathering series, and, and we're navigating what it means to live into this new era of life together, what it means for us to take this next step as we live into this new community that God is actively creating in us and through us. And I think that one thing I missed in my preparations for this series is the intentional time and energy that's needed to transition. We can't ignore the past 18 months while our world has and continues to live in this global pandemic. We can't ignore that life has changed. The world has changed, our community has changed, we have changed, but before we get into the exciting work that God is doing, I wonder if we need to take a moment to breathe, to pause, to grieve what once was. Because transitions are hard. Constantly being changed, transformed, renewed, it's exciting, but it requires also the intentionality in living into that change, and that's hard to do. There's a great story that I heard of a, of a man who came home to find that his spouse had uh, put up a huge plaque on the wall. It's like a poster that said, uh, prayer changes things. 
And within 24 hours, as this poster was, was removed, and she asked him, what's wrong? Don't you like prayer? He said, no, 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 I like prayer just fine. I just don't like change. I want to recognize that living into a new thing means allowing for something else to no longer be the standard, to no longer be the norm, that, and that might be hard for us. That's okay. And I firmly trust that God does meet us where we are. And I also want to recognize and name that God is still at work in our world and in our lives and that our story of God and God's relationship with humanity is this journey towards beloved community. It is this journey towards the vision of God's preferred future. We, we get a glimpse of this in our text this morning. As review, the book of Isaiah is actually comprised of three separate writings that were from three different periods. The first, Isaiah, was written sometime in the 8th century BCE. It happened in Jerusalem. While the Israelites were still autonomous, they're living in two kingdoms. There's the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, and they are uh, a failing God. They're living unfaithful lives. This whole theme of these first 39 chapters is about judgment. And then we get to 2 Isaiah, which is uh, chapters 40 to 55, and it's in the midst of the mid-6th uh, century BCE. The, the Israelites are now physically in Babylon. They, they are in exile, and we, we find these themes of hope, and the people are encouraged to look forward to what God is doing, even in their despair. They look forward to returning back to Jerusalem, to, to seeing the temple rebuilt, and they're reminded of God's faithfulness and the promise of God's deliverance. And then we get to third Isaiah. We get to this chapters uh, 56 to the end, and, and it's written sometime in the early 6th century BCE. The people are back in Jerusalem with hopes and dreams of their own. They're, they're ready to rebuild their homes, rebuild their livelihoods. They're ready to rebuild the temple that was destroyed. But, but when we started this series three weeks ago, we, we saw how the first words that God speaks to the people is not about celebration. It's not about rejoicing. What God says is look around and see who's missing because I'm gathering the community in. And then last, or two weeks ago, we, we saw that you know, the work of rebuilding starts. It's hard. But the question is, what are we rebuilding? Because God asks us to be reflective of our own hearts and our own spirits, our own souls, and says, start there and then last week uh, we saw how we sometimes fall into old habits we have good intentions but god challenges us to to imagine what new connection and community with our neighbors and with god might mean is this not the fast that i choose and to be creative in seeing how we might connect with god and there's so much from our text this morning that's really interesting there's there's a lot to take from this but i want to focus on one sentence it's it's, it's, it's this this new heavens and this new earth that God is actively creating in God's ongoing activity in the world is not about personal gain. It's about communal harmony. Say again, this new heavens and new earth that God is actively creating in God's ongoing work in the world is not about personal gain. It's about communal 
harmony. I received permission to, to share uh, today this, this conversation I had with one of our community members this week, and it went something like this. Uh, we, were, we were talking on Zoom, and we're talking about all these things that are happening in the life of our church. We're really excited. We've got some programming happening this fall. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, the ways that we are gathering and shaping our ministry, the ways that we are uh, doing exciting things and taking steps out into faith. And as we were wrapping up, they, they, this person says to me, hey, hey Pastor Joe, can I, can I ask you just one more question? And generally speaking, as pastors, we know it's going to be a tough question if you all ask whether you can ask one more question. And so, and so I braced myself, I, I smiled, and I said, of course you can ask one more question. Why do you review every week the background and history of Isaiah? I've heard it three times already, and I feel like I can do that even for you. And I said, I can make that happen, actually. There's a sermon coming up on Sunday that you're more than welcome to preach. But then as, as gently as I could, I, I said this. I said, friend, it's not about you. I know you're super engaged. I know you are leaning in. I know that you're sometimes even taking notes during the sermon. But then there are people who are checking us out for the first time every week. People looking for connection, people looking for community, people looking for spiritual nourishment and belonging, and it's for that neighbor that I review every week. See, I'm about to create new heavens and new earth, declares the Lord, not I will make the old life better for you. It's a new heaven, new earth. I am actively creating something new, so much so that God says the former things will not be remembered. And I think that's hard. I think that's scary because what God says in the next verse is verse 18. God says, but, right, but. See, I am about to create new heavens and new earth. The former things will not be remembered, but rejoice and be glad forever. God says, but as if God knows that it's going to be hard. God says, but as if God knows that we will experience grief in letting the former things go. God says, but knowing that it's against our nature to want to let go of the past, but God says, I am creating a new thing. You will no longer remember the former things, so be glad and rejoice forever for what I am doing in the world. A world where there will be no more the sound of weeping or the cry of distress, no more the infants and children who die young, where, where people get to live long and full lives, where, where houses and homes are built, where, where there is harmony with the ground. The earth is for vineyards that produce fruit for the world. Even the natural community, the natural world lives in harmony together in community. What a vision for the world. What a picture of God's preferred future that God is actively creating. But here's the thing. We get to be partners with what God is doing. We get to be on this journey for God because, because his vision is not for some day out there in the distant 
future, this vision is for the world every single day, every single moment. Maybe some of you know the song. Um, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. God's mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. They are new every single morning. So perhaps as God is doing a new thing in us and through us, as God is bringing all of us, those worshiping online and those worshiping here in person into community together, perhaps we might be open to those new mercies every morning and that we would have the courage to live more fully into who God is calling us to be. Amen? Amen. Hey, earlier, uh, Nicole asked you to be reflecting on the words of Scripture and the words of, of the sermon as you were hearing these words read aloud, and, and she invited you to write or draw, and hopefully those of you who were worshiping with us on home have been able to do that as well. Uh, but we're going to invite Nicole up here in a second and to show us a little bit of what is being created and this ongoing process of creating together in community. So we're going to invite Neil and Nicole to come on up, and then I'll close us in a time of prayer. Thanks, Joe. It is still being created. Yes. <laughs> it is a, a living creation. It is, it is beautiful to see the diversity in our responses, so the different things that we each uh, felt and heard as we as we were listening and absorbing God's word. So some of us were using color, we used words, we used imagery. I see a lot about change. I see a lot about loving and learning and togetherness. And so I, I appreciate that you um, were willing to, to experience this scripture in a creative way today and to try something new. And so we'll keep working on this and we'll have it as you exit. And we, if you are worshiping in person and if you are worshiping online, we will take a photo and we will post it so you can see what we created as we came together. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole and Neil. You know, they say that a sermon is actually the words of the community that the pastor gets to express. And so what beautiful way to experience that tangibly. Right? And we're going to see this continuing to be created. Let's pray together as we enter and continue into this time of worship. God, we pray that you would continue to transform us, that you would move in us, that you would continue to make us bold and give us the courage to be your people. Thank you for the work that we as a community get the privilege of doing. And so God, we pray that you would continue to make yourself known and that we would truly live into the purpose that you have for us in becoming more like your son Jesus in the community and all the communities of which we live and work and play and learn. Bless us that we might truly be a blessing for this world. It is in your holy name that we pray, amen.
All right, that was our part four of our gathering series. I uh, have had so much fun uh, learning about and reflecting on the lives of that early community that returned back to Jerusalem post-exile and looking for some of the parallels uh, with how some of us might be feeling as we are trying to return back to some sense of normalcy um, as we live in this global pandemic. Uh, I am continuing to feel this tug on my heart, uh, this challenge even, uh, to um, lean into what God is actively doing as God is creating something new and what a joy it is to be part of that. And so I hope you are inspired to continue living into God's call for your life. Uh, stay tuned later this week as we drop another episode of Bothell Amplified. Until then, um, have a great, great week and we'll talk to you soon.